You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, your host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today I am broadcasting from uh, simply wonderful and magnificent Atlanta, Georgia. So grateful that you have joined me today from all over the world. And I can truly say with all of the faith that's on the inside of me, guess what? I believe it's a setup. I believe that you were attracted to this show. And today, your life will never, ever be the same again. Well, how are you doing today? Um, Just so grateful that you have tuned in. And I am doing great here in the ATL, as we call it, and uh, just excited about my show today. We're going to get right to it because my very special guest is my mentor of uh, 25 years. It might be 30 now, James Powers. And man, we all know that when he comes on, uh, we can just expect just straight from God straight through the spirit to us and uh, he's going to be talking about um, the joy of discovering your true self during the pandemic anybody interested in that I know I am he has certainly helped me uh, you know during this difficult time for all of us so let me just make a couple of announcements first of all make sure you follow me on social media visit my YouTube page uh, Constance Arlen, of course, you guys can see me there. You can see pictures of me, videos of me, etc. Visit me on Instagram, LOA Constance, and on Facebook, Coach with Constance. Usually once or twice a week, I will do a Facebook Live. If you haven't listened to my show from last week, you got to listen because I talked about creating your new rich normal. <clears throat> so speaking of that, uh, I'm excited about my upcoming virtual seminar. Yay! Which is going to be held on Saturday, May 16th from 10 until noon Eastern Standard Time. Now, I specifically set that time because I want my international listeners to be able to, uh, you know, be a part of it. And then all of y'all folk on the West Coast, you got to get up a little early. So what am I going to be talking about? How to create and manifest your new rich normal. And so the question is, all of us have been greatly impacted globally. I think this is the first time that all of us at the same time are experiencing the same thing. And so I know that a lot of stuff has been happening. And so what I want to help you to do is to get clear about what have been the downloads that you've received you know, during this time, because God is speaking. And, and so <clears throat> who needs to be at, at the seminar? I'm only going to have 10 people because I want to be intimate. I want to be able to coach you in real time, etc. 
So if you've been furloughed, you're uncertain about your job, maybe you're receiving unemployment if you live in the U.S., and you're saying, I know that there's more for me. You have some time now. You need to attend the seminar. <clears throat> if you are a baby boomer and you realize during this time, hey, I want to be really intentional about my life. I want to create the best life, my best life. I want to live my best life. I want the second half of my life to be better than the first. Then it's for you. Or if you are tired of making excuses and procrastination, you've been talking, you've been dreaming, you've been writing your stuff down, but still year after year, uh, you still haven't done anything. Then I'm talking to you. You know, the interesting thing is, I think we all realize this. We all need help. And so what are you going to learn? It's going to be for two hours. I'm going to teach you how to identify and choose what you want to let go of and release from your old normal. I want you to learn how to clearly define what do you want? What is the new rich normal that you desire? How I'm going to teach you how to reprogram your subconscious, your thinking, and begin to align your thoughts, your behaviors, and all of the folk that are in your life to your new rich vision. I'm going to share with you some law of attraction, proven manifestation techniques, strategies, action steps, etc. So it's going to be a powerful two hours. I'm going to be coaching you live in real time. You're going to be connected with other like-minded people. Uh, the price is $99. I'm only taking 10 people. And at the time of this recording, I only have five spaces left. So I'll go to fulfillingyourpurpose.com. I'm excited about meeting you in person or virtually. <laughs> That's in person these days, right? Oh, one other thing is that definitely I'm going to actually send you in advance some homework. That's what I said. I know a lot of you have been doing homework. You might say, Constance, homework is a dirty word because I've been doing that with my children since this whole pandemic experience. But I'm going to send you some some work to uh, really complete prior to the seminar so that when we actually begin, we're able to rock and roll. Go to fulfillingyourpurpose.com and register now. And lastly, if this show is a blessing to you, and I know it is, if it's shifting, changing, and nurturing who you are, I want you to donate. I want you to pay it forward for somebody else. I received a donation from a listener who is an attorney and um, he cashed at me. So if y'all want to cash at me, it's dollar sign Constance Arlen, no spaces. And he said, you know, I've been listening to you for years. And since the pandemic, I've really tuned in. He sent me a large donation, and uh, I'm so grateful for that. And so one of the quickest ways that you can get stuff moving in your life is to give. 
you can give time, service, but also to invest your money and your funds and tithe your money and funds into people that are changing your life. So while you're on my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com, just click the red donate button or you can just cash app me. Guys, we're going to this quick commercial break. We're going to hurry right back because we got to hear what the infamous James Powers has to say to us. So stay tuned. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Well, everybody, I'm back and I'm really excited about my guest today. Uh, my mentor, uh, Pastor James Powers, is back. And boy, do we need him. And are we excited to hear what the Spirit is speaking through him to all of us today during these times. And um, before he even comes on, I wanted to uh, let him know how grateful I am for for sharing, for the preparation time, and for really taking the time to hear from God uh, to share with us today because we all are looking for and, and searching for answers and solutions for our lives. So, Pastor James Powers, welcome back to the Law of Attraction Radio Network, to the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And I'm always glad to be with you and hope it's meaningful to you and to your audience. And I'm, I'm set the standard of saying I, when I'm doing it, I want it to be meaningful to me. I'm never not learning and being excited about it. So thank you for having me again. Well, we're going to get right in, right into it. So how have you been during these times? Uh, you know, last week I did a show. I know you listened to it and I shared with, uh, with listeners just how I was walking through, you know, these pandemic times just like they are. And uh, so how are you doing before we start sharing? Well, the main thing is I think this is one of the greatest opportunities. The world has come to a stop in many different areas, and we are dealing with a worldwide pandemic, and it's got everybody's attention who have access to phones or whatever sources they get their information. And I've come to the conclusion that this is one of the shows that I'm doing because I'm doing to myself everything I'm going to be suggesting to you and your audience, and that is let the pandemic, the worldwide pandemic, work for me to get a new normal life, and I believe that's going to happen today. I'm rehearsing it. I've already done it several times, and I'm ready to face it 
with all the things associated with it because it's not a small matter in many areas. So I'm ready to move forward in 2020 knowing that the pandemic is going to be working for my good in ways that I didn't know. Well, that's a powerful paradigm shift right there. So for listeners, we're going to be talking about the joy of being and really discovering our true selves during this worldwide pandemic. So I know I'm emerging into a different woman, you know, during this these times. So I'm going to let you start. So what questions or mindsets do you feel like that you've been asking yourself and what questions can listeners begin to ask themselves about the pandemic or their lives or what's happening? Well, the first thing I do is go to where I'm created, and that is James Powers. Do you know the power that resides within you in the middle of the pandemic? You can't afford to be ascribing to the idea that the spirit lives in you, and I'm panicking more than anyone who can't say that. So right now, that's the major question. You know, our journey as humans begin when a sperm and an egg come together in the mother's womb and it produces you and me and every member of your audience. So what I'm hopeful of doing is asking this question, who and what's going on inside of you, Constance, James Powers, and audience? Because if I don't address that, the pandemic will be something else just making me stressed out more. So if I know who is what's going on inside of me, then there's a possibility that I'm going to be better off as I manage my life through the rest of this year. And in so doing, in Savannah, Georgia, there is a there was an acorn, one particular acorn that I want to use as a kind of uh, as a model. This acorn, which is acorn is usually have two about two seeds in it, maybe one. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, that's that acorn was lying there on the ground. And that acorn began to do what it every other acorn does if it doesn't get eaten by some other uh, creature. And inside of that acorn turned out to be a 300-year-old tree that I pass by every time I go to Savannah. Now, the question was, if the acorn could talk, it would say, I had no idea that I'd be around for, for over 300 years and have branches taller than the tree itself. And that said to me, I better go ahead and look and see before I go and have the wrong guy buried when I die. I better figure out what's going on inside of me and make the right kind of decision so I can live the life that I'm supposed to live after this pandemic, but because I took advantage of it. So that's the question I'm asking. Do we know who we are? And is it possible, Constance, is it possible your, to your wonderful audience, that you have not discovered all that's within you. And you heard me earlier say, I don't want my children to say, my dad 
got buried at 100. And we discovered that he never became the person he was supposed to be because he didn't know. So we buried an actor because he never played himself. He played somebody else. Mm. I don't want that to happen. And so for listeners, are you saying that during this pandemic time, these pandemic times, I got that out, that there's potential that's lying dormant, kind of like in the acorn. There is untapped talents that if people would begin to understand the power that's in them and who they are, that they could become more than they ever could have imagined. Absolutely perfectly. See, in the middle of a crisis, here's what I want the audience to hear and what I could hear. Mm-hmm. In the middle of a crisis, people begin to look at the crisis as a problem. But in a crisis, you're supposed to look at the crisis, look at it, then look into the crisis, then look around the crisis and back off and see what are the opportunities are available for me and my life coming out of this crisis. So they have, they have to stop engaging the problem. I know I had to stop watching so much news. You know, this is what's happening because I was looking at what's going on with my client in Italy, in Europe, and, you know, in Asia, in Tokyo. So listeners have to stop engaging the problem and look for opportunities or possibilities. Is that what we're doing? We're doing that and during the course of this by asking strategic questions every time. I'll say this again, mm-hmm. but during the course of this, if this session today happens the way that my intentions were for them to happen and your intentions where we were discussing it, we will be seeing that every time a person hear about the pan about the pandemic, it rather than focusing on what they're saying about the pandemic, we're going to use that to divert us back to the things that we need to be doing. So we'll have a long list of things that every time we hear pandemic and how many people have passed away, we're going to be concerned about it. But we're not going to let it drive us to morbidity. We're going to let it drive us to a new life that's a new normal for us. Yeah. What other questions uh, can listeners or do you feel like listeners should be asking themselves? I think one of the major ones is, do I know that there is a, do I know really that there is a spirit indwelling me that will help me know what I need to know, what I need to know? Do you know that there is a part of me, we got our brains, we got all those kind of things, but there's a spirit that makes us work the way the animals work with instincts and know what to do and know where to find food. Have you ever been in contact with the spirit inside of you? We are spirit, soul, and body. We focus on the spirit, I mean, on the soul. That's the part of us that our mind, our, our emotions, and that kind of thing. Our body, our physical body. But the spirit is this not seen powerful force inside of us. For me as a Christian, it's the Holy Spirit giving me the idea that it's just not any spirit. And it's there to lead me, guide me, give me insight and wisdom. And we basically don't do that until we stop by church one day and do a little shouting or do whatever we do. Do you know that the spirit that indwells you is waiting to let you know what you need to know next? 
Mm. That's the most potent question. Oh, that's powerful. So for anybody who's been furloughed, unemployed, uncertain, small business owners, that's the question. That's the question along with this. Can I stop myself long enough in the now moments and be aware of what I'm hearing and seeing? This is a moment where people ought to train themselves to know how to be still and know. And that's a biblical thing, say be still and know. The word real translation is be still and be intimate with the spirit that's in you. And Mm -hmm. intimacy brings about knowingness. A lot of people have ideas and have thoughts, but to know without having to have someone teach you because the teaching is from the inside. So master the idea of knowing and the knowing it comes from the knower that resides in you, the spirit. And so going back to those examples again, so if if, if a listener or, or someone uh, is like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to do, they will be still, get quiet, and then uh, have a, an encounter with the spirit. And they may not know all of the steps, but they might know everything is going to work out. Absolutely. Things and will work out for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they'll know. See, there are certain things we know by knowledge, and there's other things we know by, I don't know why I know this, but I just know it. Mm-hmm. If you've ever said that, you've had an encounter with the Noah giving you insight. And some people are going to be asking, what am I going to do? I'm afraid. Well, then the question, and one of the questions is, if you are afraid, then what we want you to do is say, what is the antidote for not being afraid? And that question will come back later when we talk about the power of dealing with our fears. So, so let's talk about fear since you mentioned that, you know, just the pandemic and epidemic of fear. I mean, we're hearing so much unemployment numbers and people dying. Talk about fear and how can listeners identify what it is and change their fear to faith? Well, I think the first thing is to think about what is the nature of fear? Mm-hmm. I would recommend to myself and you make a list. If you are, if you realize you are fearful of some things, immediately get a pen and say, you know, what am I most afraid of? And make that list. And once you make the list you know, this is not going to happen because most people rehearse all of the things that can't, they can't, they can't. We're saying make a list of those fears and begin to see what you need to do with the fears. And there are things that can happen in us that cause our fears because the fear is just an idea gone running amok, if you will. Hmm. And it's not just happening because you are afraid. It's happening because you may be having flashback to fears that you have about something else. And the pandemic is putting pressure on all of your other fears and make you call into question all of the things you're afraid about. And it it, it comes in and it stores itself inside of me, not just as a pandemic fear. 
It's all of the other fears. What if this? And what if what if, what if I lose my job? And what if I what 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 if my children don't go get to go to school? It goes on and on. So that's 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 what we have to deal with our fears. What are we going to do with our regrets that we have? How uh, the question I want to ask is how are you living your life now? Before you got into the pandemic, and keep aware of what that means, because when you get ready to change, you want to see what you need to do in changing from the old abnormal way of doing things to the new normal. Well, well, you know, people are anxious. It's uncertain. You know, one of the main things that I've heard from people is how stressful it's been to homeschool their children. And now so many parents are loving, you know, uh, their children's teachers. And so how do you pull yourself out of anxiety and fear when it's like looming magnanimously over our lives? Well, the quickest thing I could say is that one of the things about education in America, both college high school, is that we will not leave this without some major paradigm shifts about how we do education. Mm -hmm. So what people who are doing this, people ought to begin to learn, look for how can I take advantage of the problem that I thought I had? My kids can't do this. Is there ways that you can find out how you can make things different as a result of the crisis that came as a result of the the uh, the uh, coronavirus, it has to be something where you're looking for an outcome that's better than the one you had before you walked into it. You say that's impossible. Not until you ask the question. The power of asking a question continuously makes your brain think you are expecting an answer, and it begins to. That spirit in you begins to give you little thoughts that you didn't know you were going to have. But don't fail to ask great questions about the things you want. Why am I afraid about this? Mm. Sometimes people are fears are the result of shame, poor self-image. All those kind of things shows up to make you think, well, I'm not going to step forward. This is not going to work for me. And it just exacerbates or make worse the fear of the virus. Because it's now the fear of everything else coming up and I'm having to deal with it all over again. And that is tragic. Well, you know, I use me as an example. You know, you y'all know that James Powers has walked me <laughs> through my anxiety, through my anxiousness, through all of that. You know, I've on my business since consulting business and training since 1999. And so when um, two big major speaking leadership trainings that I had got canceled or pushed forward rather, you know, I was like, I got anxious and, and all of that. But James Powers asked me to begin asking myself some questions like, how can I still reach people? How can I still train people? How can I coach people? Remember that? Absolutely. And so it was those questions that moved me toward virtual coaching, which I've been coaching groups for two decades. And so I want to thank you for for helping me to ask questions. And so for listeners, what you're saying is powerful because I was fearful in that. And you taught me how to ask those questions and it moved me toward solutions. 
And in the meantime, while this is the way the spirit works, while I'm helping you to walk through this, it helped point me back to the idea. Now you had some things you were planning to do. You can't get on the planes to go do any place. You can't even leave the house. Mm-hmm. And, and and to remind me, I have a a relative who's been who had the virus and and and, and part of the time. Every one of those things begin to say, you know, well now, what if? I didn't do it. I just asked a couple of what if questions that made me a a little bit, no, maybe very anxious until I heard myself being anxious and then begin to ask some of these questions. Every one of the questions that I'm asking and suggesting to you, I've been over several times and I'm beginning to see the opportunity rather than the crisis. So for a listener, once again, we're going to go back to somebody who's furloughed. They could begin to say, what if I started researching jobs in another area? Or what if I could um, find another position where I earn more money? Is that what you're talking about in real time? Absolutely. And, And one of the things I use most Everybody could use Google. I've learned how to put statements together. What happens to people in the middle of the pandemic? What should they do? And you can go and find a lot of things. When you start reading what other people are doing, you're not identifying it with it just inside your head. You're reading what other people are doing and you think, you know what? I can do that. Mm -hmm. Google ought to be your great friend asking questions that you can't get answers from, but it brings other people's answers up. So I'm going to encourage you to find ways to ask important questions about the way you're feeling and just put it in and Google it. Now, everything you see on Google when you bring it up may not be the answer to yours, but you at least do enough of the review to say, oh, now, so this is how people are doing it. Yeah. And that'll help you to that'll help you. It's helping me. And and so really, I know you taught on our brain one time when we begin to search for possibilities, solutions, other options, asking different questions around that. Does the brain begin to search for that for us? Does it begin making a way? They said the most important thing is to ask a strategic question. Mm. We basically ask tactical questions. This is a military kind of thing. And tactical is the deep, the small detail. A strategic question is a question you can't answer yes or no. You ask a big strategic mean a big picture question. Mm. Make the question as large as it is. And the brain thinks, okay, that's my job. To begin to work on that. So while I'm sleeping or while the spirit is, I wake up in the morning. And when you wake up in the morning, change your routine and say, spirit, you don't even have, if you've not had an encounter with, quote, the spirit, show me what I need to do do today. Lead me and let me know. Your brain says, okay, I heard the other day that you asked that big question. And while you are quiet, an answer will just come and you think, where did that come from? Yeah. I'm confident that people's life, spirit, soul, and body will change significantly during this pandemic crisis because it's forcing us to deal with our fears, deal with our insecurities. Everything is on the table, and I'm certain that that's what I'm doing. I'm doing this as if I've never heard of anything 
that I've ever saw before. I'm, I'm being like a neophyte. What do I need to do? And don't assume that I already know it. Oh, that's good. Wow. So asking strategic questions, that's good. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I continually practice that. So let's talk about the ego. What role does the ego play in our lives during these pandemic times? I mean, is it important? What is the ego? What would that look like? Well, the thing I often say is the ego runs the show. Mm. That's that part of us that's in us that help mediate between the conscious and the unconscious mind. And when we say ego, let me be quick to say, it's not like somebody got a, you know, somebody has a big ego. That's not the ego that I'm referring to. The ego here, here is a combination of all the things you've done and the way you've done it. And it's like you got this recording, you wake up in the morning and before you know it, you're just doing regular things without even having to think of it. Yeah. The ego basically says, I'm used to doing things the way we always do it. So don't try to change anything. Mm. And that's why they said one one guy, I think it was I was listening to. He's very good at on the ego. He said the last thing the ego would want to have happen. The worst thing is to have to die and you live the new life you want to have. And when I heard that, I'm thinking, well, it 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 despised not being the way you've always been. Some people, that's just the way I am. And the ego say, good, because it's really not the true you. It's the you that we've made out of fears and insecurity from the time we were a child. And I said, I will not go to my grave and let them bury my ego and never have lived the life, the true life that I was supposed to live. That would be a bad burial and too much expense to put me in a casket that wasn't me anyway. Mm. So during these times, the ego is saying, don't think about strategic questions, stay in fear. So the ego is like pulling us back from any kind of change. We know what to do. Okay. This ego. We know what to do. We got to get it. You, know, you can be all right. You can be afraid about this because that's who we are. We're a combination of all the things we're afraid of and make us feel like we didn't decide I'm, I'm going to be afraid about this, afraid about this. When you know anything or when I know anything, I'm always up in the morning thinking about shaving and the ego has already ran a, run a few programs and I'm all got me thinking that that was me doing it. I'm thinking, wait a minute, I didn't give permission to my mind and my ego to begin to say, this is what we need to do. No, not this is what we need to do. I need to be very strategic about saying, what is it that I need to do for my benefit and not do it the old way? It can't stand that question. Mm. So we're on autopilot. In, in reality, that's the case. It basically runs the show unless we are in charge. So how One of the greatest ways to interfere with the ego mm -hmm. is learn how to be still in the moment you're living right now. Mm. See, I just pause to say, you know, this is important. I recognize 
That's why people who go out and go into nature and do things and start seeing things they hadn't seen before. And it is so difficult because the ego or that part of us that the conscious and the unconscious one's going to dominate the other. And there's the old saying, if you had two dogs fighting on the inside of you, which one would win? And the answer is the one you feed. And guess mm -hmm. what? Get the most food in my life, in your life, the ego. Mm -hmm. So it's going to win all the time because what you eat makes you stronger and we're making our ego stronger and can't find the real James Powers based on what I was born to be and all the things that was built inside of me. And those of you who are going through this pandemic, well, like everybody else, this ought to be a time where you emerge from this saying, I know who I am. And I will never allow myself to have to default to my ego to play my to play my tune, its tunes that I don't want to hear. So once again, it's like you're going back to being still. Absolutely. And while we're still, the spirit will say, you've been fearful about losing your job. Begin thinking this way. Is that the way it works? The, the shift or the changing from the ego to who we really are, like that acorn just lying on the ground. You're exactly right. I have a little thing I do in the house, my wife and I, and it's, you know, it's like the Fitbits, and we haven't been able to get out. So mm -hmm. I'm walking through a little place where I can get maybe every round in the house, maybe 250 feet or, and put in somewhere 16 to 17,000 feet a day, a step rather. 16,000. Oh, you're making me look bad. 16,000. Okay. I better you know, up my game. Make, you have to do 7,500, but because I have long strides. But here's the, here's the point. I realized that in the process of doing that, I don't, I don't, while I'm walking, I'm walking without having to think. And while I'm doing that, I walk myself into solutions that I didn't know I was going to. I wasn't even asking for it. And a thought would just come. And this is what you have to do during the pandemic. Keep a good pencil and a pad, because if you ever get an idea and say you're going to do it later, you'll never remember it yeah. the way it was inspired the first time. And many people have lost inventions because they didn't have a pen and paper to write down what they heard. And once you start doing that, the brain get used to saying, oh, he, he or she is going to write that down. And when you write it down, it's like what you did the other day. You did a, you did a powerful thing. And I'll tell them, you chose to say what you were feeling about something. I looked at it, played it back to you, and yeah. you heard it differently than the way you had written it. So true. And that changed the way you chose to be. You are different because you not only had written it, but I played it back to you through my computer, made it come up with the words. And you said, I, I didn't know that. So what I'm saying to your audience, be aware that this requires some work. Right, because what I did, listeners, I wrote down my feelings and how I was feeling and everything I was thinking, and I sent it to him. And and you know, and then he he he, we had a coaching session or counseling session or therapy session, whatever you want to call it, all of the above, and he played it back to me, and I, 
I had never heard it that way. So to write it is one thing, but then he he has this computer that you can play it back. And I heard my own words. And just by listening, that changed me. And that moved me away from the way I was thinking, feeling into a different paradigm. It was powerful. And I saluted uh, uh, Constance in a way because she is the one thing I can give her absolute credit for. When she has an idea, it doesn't have a chance to sit out in the sun. She buries and plants that thing for it to come up. And she is absolutely extraordinary at taking action on the things that are important in her life. Now, I'm going to say this. I have a tendency that during this pandemic, we need to declutter ourselves. Mm. Often, you constantly know what I'm going to say. When I look around and I look in the back seat of my car, the trunk of my car, and there's some things in there that I didn't intend to look in my closet and things are not, I immediately organize everything. One of my commitments is to keep my life fully organized, put put this shirt together, do this. And when I go and organize, my brain gets the message that we're going to be very strategic and tactical and we're going to hear what we hear. If you don't declutter your mind, you will allow the things you're hearing on the news to come in and fill it with more fearful things. And it takes away the spirit power to reach you because you're so full of the clutter that's not doing you any good. Oh, that's good. I better go clean out my car. Let's go. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. I'm in trouble. So, you know, you know, uh, I know Oprah Winfrey says that intention rules the world. And, you know, I'm really big on being intentional. So during these times, can can people be intentional? I know they have a lot of challenges online, like, okay, let's do the fitness challenge or let's be intentional about taking a certification course or something. But a lot of people are like, Constance, I'm just trying to make it through today. I'm trying to put food on the table. So can people be intentional during these times? And, you know, what would an intention look like and define it? And how would people walk that out? That's a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, well, the main thing I want to say about an intention, it, it is a it's, it's a definitive determination to act in a way that will get you to some place you have not maybe been before. Wow. And you say, you know, I was intending to call you and my grandmother used to say, son, intention paved the way to hell. Your good intention could pave the way to hell for you. So when you intend to do something, do something about your intentions. Write it down. See what you want the outcome is going to be. Begin with every intention ought to start with the end in mind. Mm. What does it look like if I got my prayers answered? What does it look like if all of a sudden I got this new job and everything, if everything worked out, can you imagine to your audience, what would happen if you start imagining what it would be like if this thing turned out to be the best thing that could ever happen to you? If you don't ask that question and start imagining, your brain will just assume that you're going to just continue to go the way the ego wants you to go. So that's 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 one. You have to be able to, the right intention starts with 
looking ahead to see whatever you want to do. And you want to do that. It's what is called a very, very strong, positive, and energized intention is likely, as one person said, to repel that which is not aligned with you. If there's something in you that's not aligned right for your life, if you do a very powerful intention, it has a tendency to be like a spray or something to kill an insect. It pushes back those things that are not right for you in favor of those strong intentions that you have. Mm. So people can be intent. They can begin thinking about and being intentional about how they want their lives to look and feel like at the end of this pandemic. You have to decide if I'm not having a normal life, what would a normal life look Mm. like if it happens for me? I wonder how many people would say, am I living a normal life and everything is just the way I want it? I would like to have it. Or do I need to think about it? Everything's created twice, first mentally and then the full physical manifestation. Once you choose to have a mental idea that you imagine, then you'll do it. There's a great story I want to tell before doing this because we are trained. Pavlo's dog was the issue thing. They made him think that once you ring that bell and he runs over there to the master and he shows him some meat, he keeps ringing the bell. And after a while, when he gets over there, he realizes he starts liking the, 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 uh, the meat and he starts salivating as soon as he hears the bell. Mm. Well, then they took the meat away and started just ringing the bell. And when he got over there, he was salivating. The dog would salivate and the meat wasn't there anymore. And that's called conditioning. Mm. We are conditioned, basically, in many instances to fail or feel sorry for ourselves. So I want us to recondition ourselves by having a strong, powerful intention about where we want to go. And so it might be an intention kind of like just what you said today. uh, I'm in the house, but I'm still going to be intentional about I'm going to do 16,000 steps. It may be something like that based on whatever the current um, circumstances might be. And so I know for me doing this time, just having a small intention kind of makes me feel purposeful during the day. Well, you, 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 you make the case for saying that I need to do something because what we're doing in this, now this is the big part, and I'm glad I made, made, made a note. The things we do over the next year in this pandemic is also creating something called habits. Mm-hmm. And once we create the right kind of habits, that goes to that part of the brain where you don't have to think about that anymore rather than the ego running you, like brushing your teeth. The place where you, after a while, start brushing, if you're still doing like it as a child, brushing your teeth, we, we better, we, we need to talk. When you do it often enough, when you drive home, to your new house often enough, you don't have to think about where you're going. We want to create enough behavior during this pandemic that you store up habits that you never have to revisit and do them by design because they're already locked in to your mind to take you where you need to go. So we want to create 
great intentions in order to produce great habits so those great habits can produce great outcomes. Oh, that's good. So your 16,000 steps a day, that's a habit in you. So when the pandemic is over, that's like program in your subconscious and in your body and it'll be automatic for you. Well, see, now, it's only required to do 7,500 okay. plus a month. When I go to the next level, I'm doing some additional rehab for my uh, one of my muscles in my spine. So I look or I go to somewhere like a, a large store and I'm realizing that I've done the equivalent of 1,700 steps. Most times it's somewhere between eight to 10,000 steps. And when I get up to 17,000 and I do it in terms of feet, I've run 6,000. So I've done six miles inside the house. Yeah. And that's that's good. You know, you're really giving people uh, strategic and solid steps and habits and paradigm shifts that we can implement in our own lives and come out of this at the next level. Well, we got five minutes left. This went by too fast. <laughs> I was looking. I was waiting for Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so what do you want to say um, about how can we really begin living a new normal life? You mentioned that before. Because we know that the old normal is really not coming back. We're creating a new one. Is that what you're saying? We can have the repeat of the, the regular life we've been living. And that's the abnormal. Yeah. But when we make a conscious decision to know what it means to have a normal life, then you begin to ask yourself some questions. How am I doing in my regular life? Am, uh, am I are, are things happy around me? Do I have a sense of feeling like, you know, not people are not holding me back because of my gender or my race or whatever? And having a lot of people around you to support you, you begin to ask questions and say, you know what? I always want to ask people this question. What are you pretending not to know? Hmm. All possibilities open up when we stop deceiving ourselves. During this pandemic, sometimes we try to hide ourselves from ourselves and others. Mm -hmm. The question is, here's another question. Why don't you do the things you know you should be doing? Life isn't about figuring out what to do. We don't know that we don't know at times. So, well, I'm I'm suggesting that there are some things that I'm doing. I'm affirming. I had a, a what I call revisiting a time I had with the spirit on a vacation or something. And I said, I'm going through saying I'm going to be and asking my kids, I'm going to be the best family man I ever been in my life. I'm going to be a great family man, not just for my children, but for my nieces and nephews see now during this pandemic when I hear that I said I'm going to pick up the phone and call ex niece why mm-hmm. niece I begin to do that rather than me saying God let me go turn on the TV and see what that said I'm saying that one of the things is one of the things that if I had had everything I needed in my life I would not have discovered 
what I didn't have and really needed. Mm. That is to say, sometimes I want everything I need, but not having that and what I needed most was this abiding knowledge that the spirit in me wants to help me more than the ego want to help me. See, we do it by default with the ego, but I say to the spirit in the morning, what is it that you want to do? You Show me what we need to do. And I'll get in the car and start driving in a direction and wait until I start driving, and then I'll know where to go. Now, that sounds foolish, but I've gone many places and found many opportunities because I chose not to have it. I'm a planner by nature. Mm-hmm. Said, Stop planning so much that you can't get out. You've got to begin to get the airplane out of the uh, where it is and start going in the direction of where you're going to take off, and then you can pilot it. I'm asking myself in this is to make sure that I know that fear is dangerous. Mm. And if we don't deal with this, we, this, this, this pandemic can really start making us feeling that we can't relax. Mm-hmm. We feel like uh, anxious. And the worst thing that could happen in the, in the middle of a pandemic is if, you, if the people who are going to get it, your immune system has broken down because fears will wear your immune system down. Mm-hmm. And I'm suggesting that a lot of people don't have the confidence they need because they're fearful. They don't have uh, opportunities that will come their way because they are unwilling to try something new because they're afraid to fail. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Hmm. During this pandemic, ask that question over and over again. What would I do with my living if I know I couldn't fail? And once you write those down, begin to work on them, and you're not only are you working on them with your mind, the spirit mind in you begins to say that, and your subconscious mind begins to be looking for answers that you don't know that it's looking for. Profound. It's 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 just been amazing. Um, you know, you've given us so much, you know, just even recognizing and knowing the power that is within us. And then the example about the acorn and how to deal with our fears and the ego and setting intentions. And uh, and listeners, if you would listen to this, I would listen to this over and over. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to listen take notes, listen again, and then just pray and ask the Spirit to show me, to empower me, to move through my fears, empower me, help me, assist me to uh, acknowledge, identify, and shift and make the necessary changes. And and uh, James Paris, I just want to thank you for this. This is this is life changing. This is an opportunity to change our paradigms. And I believe for listeners and for uh, myself and for you, James Powers, that when we do this, that we can really create a new rich normal. Absolutely. And uh, I thank God for you. 
Well, I thank God for being with you. And the last question would be for your audience. Are you willing to live a life that's not really you? Mm. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. You know, that's a powerful, powerful way to end. And um, I'm going to have to have you to come back if you're open. Y'all see I'm putting them on the spot on the air. But uh, well, we we need your wisdom and knowledge. <laughs> after your program last week, I started saying she doesn't need guests. She was so overly powerful last week. I was nervous coming on <laughs> today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, everybody, uh, remember, um, if you have anything you want to say to James Powers, you can email me, Constance, at fulfillingyourpurpose.com, and I will certainly forward it to him. He's a blessing to all of us. I never, ever, you know, take him or, or the effort and the time that he puts in for granted because people are always say, when is James Powers, when is Pastor Powers going to come back? And uh, he has really helped us today. So remember to visit my website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Share this show with your co-workers, with your family, um, with that person that calls you or texts you every day and says, I, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I want you to make sure you go on Instagram and I want you to um, uh, make sure that you take a screenshot of the show and then, you know, just put at uh, LOA Constance and just attach me uh, to your post and uh, hashtag think, believe and manifest. Uh, Thank all of you so much. Know that God is in you and with you. Um, and that's all I'm going to say behind that James Powers. So everybody make a decision to really have a great and powerful week. And I just want to say to you that your best is yet to come and your best years are ahead of you. Enjoy your week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.